listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Uh, Tonight, before we pray, I got this word in my spirit today as I was praying for you. And uh, I know it's going to encourage you. I believe it's. A, I truly believe it's a breakthrough for uh, this year. Those of you that have been believing that this year is going to be something supernatural. But um, let me give you these scriptures that the Lord put in my spirit. And you saw it in the title that I put in the broadcast. And by the way, share it if you're jumping on. If God said yes, nobody can say no. If God said yes then nobody can say no. Once God declares a thing, uh, there's no demon, the devil himself, wicked people, antichrist, people with an antichrist agenda. Doesn't matter who opposes him. The moment God says yes, then no one can say no. And what he's declared and what he has uh, decreed. I was looking in uh, the book of 2 Corinthians, and this is part of our uh, Bible reading, but I was looking in Second Corinthians, and I want to direct your attention to Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, and I'm going to read you this passage of scripture. Uh, and by the way, those of you that are jumping on, put it in the comments. If God said yes, no one can say no. Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, uh, the Bible says in the twentieth verse. Get this, the twentieth verse for all. The promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. Of course, that word amen meaning so be it. That is why through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. That's an important verse. Because you got to get that in your spirit. The promises of God are never going to be maybe. That's a very important thing we've got to get in our spirit. The things God said are never a maybe. They are yes. They are yes and amen or so be it. In fact, one of the things that was kind of uh, mind-blowing to think about is um, when you when you get into uh, the book of Revelation, Revelation uh, chapter three, um, the Bible actually calls Jesus our amen. What's up, Pastor Tony? Love you. But go with me there. Revelation chapter three. And this hit me today as I was looking at this. Listen to this. It says, and to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness the beginning of God's creation. Well, we know who it's talking about. Those are the words of Jesus. And of course, they're all in red, as we know. I know your works, he goes on to say, but look who it's talking about. And it calls Jesus the amen. He says, uh, write the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness. This right here will get you stirred up and ready to run around your house, wherever you're at. That Jesus Christ is the amen. That means he is the so be it of God. He is the it is finished of God. Get this now. Is this this right here will blow you up spiritually. You'll get so encouraged by this. As I read to you, 2 Corinthians 1:20, the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and finished and done. So be it. Jesus Christ, it is the words of the Amen. Heaven's amen is Jesus Christ. Heaven's so be it. So the moment that Jesus said, uh, it is finished, and we've gone over that Greek word. We've talked about tetelestai, what it means. In fact, uh, an interesting uh, thought process that um, uh, I was was discussing uh, at this last revival, I got to speak with um, a, a Greek professor uh, that was in that was in the revival from a local university, and we got to talking about the Greek language. And one of the interesting things to note 
about the Greek language when you're talking about verbs in the Greek language is how there are verbs that are uh, uh, future tense, if you will, that are hap- that will they will happen in the future. There are things that are ongoing, verbs that are ongoing. Uh, he's currently running. It's ongoing. It's happening now. And then there are verbs that are what we would call completed, or they have they have finished. It is done. The things that are uh, completed, or uh, um, I guess I guess that'd be the best way to put it. But when he used that word on the cross to telestai, it's from the the Greek verb teleo, but that tetelestai, it is a completed, think about this, it's not an ongoing verb, it's not something that's going to happen in the future verb, it's a completed verb. It is completely finished. You see that? It is completely finished. That's the uh, what the text is getting across to all God's people is, this is not something that's going to happen. This is not something that has to take time to happen and it's continually going... This is something that's done right here and now it's done. And so when he was shouting that out on the cross, it was to let us know that this is the amen. This is the so be it. It is redemption is completed. It is completed. You know, in fact, you know, there's people and I've done broadcasts on this as well. There are people that uh, teach that Jesus had to go to hell and suffer, you know, even further than he did on the cross, that uh, he went to hell to suffer so that uh, he could be uh, as we would be or take our place, you know, to suffer in hell. It's not scriptural. That's actually heretical to teach that because uh, the book of Colossians tells us that he canceled the debt of our transgression by nailing it to the cross. In fact, I want to take you there because that's this is a big part to what I'm teaching tonight before we pray. And it's very important that you see it uh, because you have to realize this. It was finished when Jesus said it was finished. In fact, um, I want you to put that in the comments section tonight. It was finished when Jesus said it was finished. It was finished, not not any other time. It was finished when he said it was finished. Get this. Colossians chapter 2 is where I'm at. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, I'll read verses 13 through 15. Okay, so that's the reference where I'm at. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Get this in your spirit tonight. Uh, the Bible says, And you who were dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling, please get this now, verse 14 is huge, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, doing what? Nailing it, to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in it. That is the cross. That is the cross. So so get this now in your spirit. It was finished when he said it was finished. When Jesus shouted to Telestai, that wasn't saying, well, guys, I got to quickly run to hell first. Uh, I got I to spend three days in hell uh, but you know, when I'm done there and when I come back and when I get up, you know, by that point, you know, it'll be, it'll be done. You know, we're working on it, you know, just, just hang tight. Everybody hang tight on the earth. We're working. That's not what Jesus was saying. That's what some preachers would have you believe that he had to go to hell and he had to suffer. No, he didn't go to hell to suffer. In fact, he, he actually told the thief on the cross where he was headed, didn't he? Because when the one thief uh, believed in who Jesus was. What was Jesus' promise to that thief? He said, today you will be with me, where? Suffering in hell? No, no. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Get that, in paradise. And we know from scripture that there were two different compartments of Hades. 
One was a compartment of suffering and one was a compartment of paradise. This is a place where people were kept who could not be redeemed, who could not enter into heaven, but like Abraham, had their uh, faith counted to them as righteousness. And Jesus didn't say, today you'll be with me suffering in that compartment of hell where those that have uh, you know, disobeyed and rebelled against God are suffering. He didn't say that. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And Jesus was not going to suffer. Jesus was going to uh, take back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And he uh, came back, and the Bible tells us, he disarmed rulers and authorities, put them to open shame by triumphing over them in it, the cross. And so um, Jesus shouted that word, very important word, <laughs> when it comes to our redemption. It is finished, not going to be finished. It is currently finished. And he died. Now listen, here's how you know it's so powerful, that when he died, the Bible says, and not on his resurrection, on his death, the earth began to shake. Hallelujah. Get this now. As Jesus died and shouted and gave up the ghost, the earth began to shake. And the Bible says tombs of holy men and women opened up and they came out, uh, resurrected on his death. And the curtain in the temple or the veil was ripped into two pieces. This happened as Jesus died. Why? Because his death signaled that the power of sin was broken. The power of sin was broken. And it canceled all of the demands or the legal demands, as the ESV said, of the, of the debt that stood against us. Hallelujah. And so in his, in his, and I'm not trying to get, you know, super deep on salvation. I want you to see what, what happens through Jesus, who is our amen. He is the one who is called the amen in the book of Revelation, the one who is, uh, it is finished through. That's why we can say the promises of God are yes and amen, or so be it. So I'm not trying to get super deep on salvation theology. I'm just trying to show you that it was on his death that our debts were canceled. It was on his death that all of the legal demands against us were fulfilled. But then it was on his resurrection that we were raised to new life. See, even before we were born, even before we existed, the Bible says that though we were dead in trespasses and sins, the plan to save God's people was completed. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he said when he was raised, we were raised. That's in the, in the book of Ephesians uh, chapters 1 and 2, when we read that together. But the Bible says that when Christ was raised, we were raised. And then when he ascended, we ascended. And then when he was seated on the cross, uh, on the right hand of the Father, we were seated at the right hand of the Father. So all of these things happened as it happened with him. Right. And so you begin to realize on his death, the debt was canceled. At his resurrection, we were raised from the dead. Glory to God. And so we can really de declare that it is and always will be finished through the work of Jesus Christ. He is heaven's amen. He is heaven's let it be so, or let it, or it is so, or let it be. That's what amen means. Um, and so you start to realize that when God says yes, nobody can say no. Let me give you an example of that practically in life. Uh, once you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have uh, confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believed in your heart, God raised him from the dead, and uh, you, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Do you think it matters at that point that the devil doesn't want you to be saved? Don't you realize that if the devil could strip you of your salvation, that he would have done so already? But see, once God has said yes, no one can say no. That's the powerful thought we've got to get. The devil has no authority over our covenant. He's got no authority over the promises of God, over the word of God, no authority whatsoever. And so once God says yes, nobody can say no. And that's why I, I read to you, for example, scriptures like are found 
in the book of Revelation chapter 3, where the Bible says that Christ holds something called the key of David. And when he closes a door, none can open it. And when he opens a door, no one can close it. See, this is, this is Jesus taking an action and nobody being able to contradict his action. When he opens a door, no man can close it. When he closes a door, nobody can open it. Not a demon, not a man with an antichrist agenda, not, not an angel, no one. When God says yes, nobody can say no. This got me stirred up. I, I flipped back to Isaiah and I was in uh, Isaiah chapter 14. I want you to go there with me as well and just see the power of this thought. So wonderful. Now, now think, think about this as I, as I get ready to read it to you. Two verses in Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, 26 and 27. The Bible says, this is the purpose that is purposed concerning the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who will annul it or cancel it? You see this? His hand is stretched out. And who will turn it back? Get that now. What, what, what is this saying? That once God has set his purpose in place and in motion concerning the whole earth, his hand stretched out over the nations and the Lord has purposed something. Who will cancel it? Who will annul it? His hand is stretched out. Who will turn it back? Get that in your spirit. Woo, glory to God. Get that in your spirit. Once God stretches out his hand, once God makes a decision, once God says yes, nobody can say no. Not your boss, not a government, nobody. Not a corporation, not the culture. Nobody can say no if God has said yes. This is the powerful thing about being in covenant connection with the Lord God Almighty. That once he begins to move and once he's declared a thing, once he's done a thing, and here's the thing, we are, are waiting. Now, there's a difference, obviously, between personally being led by the Spirit of God individually and what God has given to the body of Christ at large that's been set in stone since the Word of God has been given to, to, the, to the people of God, Old and New Testament. There's a big difference between those two. For example, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So those things don't change, right? Those are blessings that have been given to the body of Christ at large. We, we look at our covenant with God. Salvation's been given. We see healing has been given. The Holy Spirit has been given. We see peace and joy have been given. The blessing of heaven has been given. These things can't be turned back. And it doesn't matter how much the devil would love for them to be turned back. The devil can't reverse redemption, right? The devil can't reverse healing. He can't reverse deliverance. He can't reverse the sending of the Holy Spirit to the earth. He can't reverse the covenant God has made with his people. He wishes he could, but he can't. And so these things are set in stone. And that's why the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen. They're yes and amen. They cannot be canceled. God has already spoken it. He's set it in stone. And he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent or turn back on what he said. No, no. Once God put it in stone, it's done. That's why I like what Smith Wigglesworth used to say. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That's it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And then I heard one preacher say, well, that middle part's not even necessary. God said, I believe it, that settles it. He said, God said it, and that settles it. Well, in one sense, that's true. God did say it, and that does settle it. But the middle part's important because everything we receive from God, we receive by faith. And so if I don't believe 
what God said. That doesn't mean it's not settled. It just means that I won't partake of what God said or set in motion by his word. And so the I believe it does matter. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, just because Jesus Christ shed his blood doesn't mean that the whole earth is going to heaven. They're not going to heaven. In fact, the Bible is very clear that the way to eternal life is a straight and it's a narrow path and few people will find it. Not the majority, not the bandwagon. The few will find it, the Bible says. Well, just because Jesus shed his blood doesn't mean everybody's going to do it and, and, and become a, a child of God. So you can say, well, God decreed salvation. God sent Jesus Christ and he did it. And that settles it. No, it doesn't settle it. It doesn't settle it. That there's still a part that you play in receiving by grace through faith what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. And if that I believe it is not there, of course, that's what Paul taught. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so if you remove that believe it part, then doesn't make it less true that it's there and that God said it and that he made it available, but it definitely excludes you from receiving the promises of God. And so the, the faith that we have in God's word is vital to receiving the promises of God. They're there. God decreed them. Now we take hold of them. And one thing, of course, we made up in our minds is that our own dedication, as James wrote, draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. And so I'm going to dedicate myself to the Lord on a daily basis, drawing near to him through my obedience to his written word, through my prayer and through my fasting and through my faithful attendance to his church. And, and you know, I'm, I'm attaching myself to the purposes of God. And as I draw near to him, guess what? He'll draw near to me. And then the hand of the Lord is revealed to those that are dedicated to him. And out of that, get this now, out of that comes the reward of heaven. Out of that comes the direction that we receive from the Holy Spirit and his voice. That's what it comes out of. That when we seek him with our whole heart, then we'll find him. God's not looking for people that'll just flippantly press in, that are just barely getting, you know, are barely serving God. No, no, no. He's looking for people that are diligently seeking him. That's what we're doing. And, you, and I've dealt with this already. This is just an overview at that point to see that we are pressing in. This is not a joke. What you're doing is a very serious thing to God. The way that you're serving him right now, the way you're pressing in, the way you're fasting and praying and the way that you're believing for this nation to be changed in your nation, wherever you're watching, that's no little thing. We're not doing this flippantly. This is something that is a, a step. A, for many of you, it's the biggest step you've ever taken in your life to dedicate yourself to God in 21 days of fasting and prayer, pushing away the plate for 21 days and saying, Lord, I pray that you not only change me, but change this nation, change this generation before it's too late, before Jesus comes and there's no more time left to preach this gospel. And so that's what we're doing. Well, let me encourage you tonight that when God says yes, nobody can say no. So now let's take that from general uh provision of blessing that's to the whole body of Christ, to individual now. Because when God begins to speak to you personally and individually, which we're expecting him to do during this fast, I don't know if there you could put your hand up in the uh, uh, comments section. You say, I've already heard from the Lord during this time of fast, fasting and prayer. And I'm telling you, he's spoken. That's what we want. That's what we're believing for. And you say, yes, uh, I want to hear from the Lord. Oh yeah, so do I. Well, when he begins to speak to us individually and we start to hear his voice, then it's a whole nother level because now we go from just the general promises and blessings of God for the body of Christ to what the Lord wants to do individually in each one of his children. And once we discover that through the leading of the Holy Spirit, then guess what? God has given you a purpose. God has given you a, a specific assignment. God has given you a, 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 a task in the kingdom of God. And when he does, then guess what? When you obey 
the leading of the Holy Spirit for your own personal life, then guess what's going to happen? God has set commands that are specific to you on your path. And when you choose to obey your specific commands, and there are, for the Bible says in Romans 8 and verse 14, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so no question about it, you get specific instructions for your individual purpose. There are things that you won't find in the Bible, and I've, I've dealt with that before. Where are you going to find in the Bible uh, which career path to take? How do you know what you're called to do? Where are you going to find in the written text who you're supposed to marry and where you're supposed to live and where you're supposed to go to college or university and what all these different things. You'll not find them in the scripture. You'll find parameters. You'll find parameters. For example, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Well, it's probably not a good idea then to marry somebody that's unsaved. And so you'll find parameters, but you won't find the specific leading. And so we have to be led by the spirit of God. Once we are, those instructions from the Lord become extremely important to seeing that vision come to pass. And so as we're receiving direction from the Holy Ghost, guess what? God's blessings follow our obedience to each instruction along the way. Let me say that again. God's blessings follow our obedience to each instruction along the way. In fact, this would be something that would be great for you to write in that comment section and put in your notes. God's blessings follow our obedience to each instruction along the way. That's so huge because here is where we find the uh, increase of heaven hit is that now that I've got an instruction, God, think, think about this with, it's like two by twos, right? Think about like two by twos. As God sends out an instruction, with every instruction is also attached a blessing that goes with it. Get this in your spirit. With every instruction that goes out, there's also a blessing attached to that instruction that goes out. And when you obey the instruction, you gain access to the blessing. Love you, Christian. Love you, AJ. When you obey the instruction, you gain access to the blessing that's attached to the instruction, right? And so that's why you see things in scripture like Isaiah 119. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Well, of course, because I'm going to gain access to the blessing that's attached to the instruction. That's what Deuteronomy, and I'll take you there. That's what Deuteronomy 28 is all about. It's, it's all the blessings that are attached to obeying the instructions, right? Listen to it. Deuteronomy 28.1. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. Okay, well, in order to obey the voice of the Lord my God, he must be speaking. Because if he doesn't say anything, then there's nothing for me to obey. But if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And then it begins to list the blessings, right? The rest of through verse 14. So what's the prerequisite? Well, if you want access to the blessings, then you have to obey the instructions. And that's always going to be the case. That's why it's so powerful to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. Because as we're led by the Spirit of God, Every instruction we receive has a blessing attached to it. And it takes faith to step out and obey the instructions, right? It takes, a, there, there's times you're like, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom this. I mean, the thing the Lord's asking me to do seems massive. It seems big. I've never stepped out and done something this big, big before. But when you do it, there, just always remember that there's a blessing 
attached to every instruction. So if you have the faith to step out and obey the instruction, then you have the faith to receive the blessing that's attached to it. And see, those things don't pop open for you until you obey the instructions. They're always going to be before the blessings. And this is why I say, as we're getting instructions during this time of fasting and prayer, and we are, we're receiving and hearing the voice of the Lord, we're being led by the Spirit. That's why I'm telling you, get ready to receive massive blessings throughout 2022. That's one of the reasons that we're taking time to fast and pray at the beginning of the year. I want fresh instructions from the Holy Ghost so that as I move forward in obedience to those instructions, the blessing that's attached will also be mine. I'm not going to miss one blessing because I missed out on the instructions or maybe I heard them, but I didn't obey them. I'm not, that's not going to be me in Jesus name. That is not going to be me in Jesus name. I'm going to receive the blessings that are attached to my instructions. And see, this is why it's so great that every believer has a separate purpose. We're not all the same person. We're not all called to do the same thing. And so we have to get it from the Lord for ourselves. But once we do, here is the good news. Once God decrees a blessing over you for your obedience to his leading or his instruction, there is no devil in hell that can turn back the blessing of God that's upon your life. There's no demon and there's no antichrist person, entity in, in the earth, no wicked man or woman that opposes the people of God or the things of God that can turn back your blessing. Once God said it's yours, it's yours. And if they don't like it, too bad. But they can't stop it and they can't reverse it and they can't cause it to diminish. They can't make it fade away. Once God has declared you blessed because of your obedience, you're blessed. Remember something with me. The blessing of God is not the thing that you're looking at in your hand. You see what do you mean by that? Well, people look at the blessings, the, the manifestations in the natural, and they say, well, that's the blessing. That's the blessing. They'll look at a house or a car or they'll look at a job or they'll look at a raise or they'll look at or whatever. And they'll say, that's the blessing. See my new house? That's the blessing. That's not the blessing. That is the result of the blessing. Get this. The thing is only the result of the blessing. So what in the world do you mean by that? It's because the blessing is a pronouncement. If you can get that, it'll change your, your understanding of how God works. The blessing is a pronouncement. I bless you. I bless you, right? When God blesses you, he's pronouncing over your life, over your family, that you are blessed. And when he pronounces that over you, everything else has to follow what God pronounced over you. Let me give you a perfect example from scripture. Uh, Proverbs 10, 22. What does the Bible say? The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it. Do you see that? that that's, that's from Proverbs 10 and verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, that's the pronouncement. That's God speaking over your life. That is God declaring you blessed. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. It's not the riches that are the blessing. It's not the no sorrow that's the blessing. Those are just the results of the blessing. It is God pronouncing over you, you are blessed. I will, then I'll bless you. Well, what happens when it's like uh, Abraham, when God declared him blessed, then what happened? Well, all the results of the blessing followed God's pronouncement of blessing over Abraham. The Bible says, and then he became very rich in gold and silver and cattle, right? After what? God pronounced the blessing over him. And so as we obey the instructions of God over our life, I'm telling you, get ready because when God pronounces over us what he's getting ready to do this year, it's always our, our response to his instruction that leads into overwhelming victory in every area of life. And that's what we're in. We're, we're going to see never-ending seasons 
of victory after victory after victory in Jesus' name. Never-ending seasons of increase after increase, blessing after blessing in Jesus' name. So get ready, because the best days aren't behind us. They're ahead of us. They're ahead of us. And what God's going to do in this year, we're all going to be shouting at the end of the year. Even halfway through, even a quarter of the way through, you'll not be able to believe it. You'll look at it and say, ah, in, in this short period of time, how did God do all of that in this short period of time? It's because he's a God that once he says yes, nobody can say no. Once he says yes, nobody can say no. And I wanted to take time with you at the end of this broadcast to pray. And we need to go into prayer right now because look what's been happening as we're praying. Look what's been happening as we've been setting our faith. Things are turning as we declare. We knew they would. We said they would. That was our expectation. We're not surprised. We're not surprised at the Supreme Court ruling. We're not surprised at what governors like uh, this new governor in Virginia is doing. We're not surprised by these things. We're not going to be surprised because that's right, KR Pardon. That's exactly right. You remember. You remember what we talked about. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. You remember the, the broadcast where we declared it. What's going to happen? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. It's, it's wonders. It's straight up wonders, and it's going to continue in Jesus' mighty name. So let's begin to pray. Join your faith with mine. There's people that need help. There's people that need healing. We're getting uh, all kinds of prayer requests every day. People are, are reaching out, pray for my husband, pray for my wife, pray for my body, pray for my job, and we're going to pray tonight. We're not going to stop pressing in. Listen, stay strong. We've got one more week. We've got one more week. We've got seven more days as we're pressing in and fasting and prayer. Of course, we're never going to stop praying, but we've got one more week of fasting and prayer. Don't give up. Don't give up. Press in press in. We're going to see God's word come to pass in our lives and families, businesses, and ministries in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, and we are thankful for what you've already begun to do. We've seen your hand already begun to, began to move in this nation and in other nations, and nations are opening up. We declare it in Jesus' name. Nations are supernaturally opening up by the power of the Holy Ghost. We refuse to allow the devil to have this last generation of people. We refuse to let wickedness run rampant in our nations with no response from the church. We're gonna stand in the strength of heaven and declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that things are turning in our nation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you've already begun to heal and deliver people. Lord, thank you for those testimonies that have already come back. Lord, thank you for the cancer that's healed. Lord, we thank you that the tumors are dissolving. Thank you for the kidney stones that disappeared. Thank you for the anxiety that ran out the back door. Thank you, Lord, for all of the things you've begun to do. Thank you for those that their, their jobs inexplicably have not fired them, but kept them when others have been fired for the same thing on these mandates. We thank you that you've kept us Thank you, you've kept us in healing and health and strength. We thank you that we are alive today on the 15th of January, 2022, when others have passed away, others have died, but you've kept us alive for your glory. We praise you and thank you just for that, that you've got your hand of blessing upon our families. Thank you for touching our children and our spouses and our grandchildren. We thank you that your hand of blessing will not depart from us because our faithfulness and dedication always pull us into your presence and we will always experience the goodness of God, the goodness of God in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray by the power of your spirit that from this night, you would strengthen those that have been faithfully fasting and praying. There's many that their bodies are feeling weak, that they're feeling, and the enemy's probably talking to them to give up, I pray that you'd strengthen every individual that has been fasting and praying, setting themselves aside by the power of your spirit. Let this be a night of supernatural quickening 
in their physical body and in their mind. Give them the grace to continue this fast in strength and to finish strong by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you that we will come to the end of next week in victory. We expect quick breakthroughs. We expect quick miracles by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we're thankful that you've opened up the way, that you're giving us clear instruction about the future. Lord, I pray for every person who's watching or listening uh, to this message tonight, that from this night forward, they would never wonder or wander again through their lives. They'll never wonder what your will is. They'll never wonder their purpose, never wonder their calling. They'll never wonder the instruction. And as a result, they won't wander through life uh, trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. They'll not wander through life trying to find a place to fit in. But Lord, because they understand your word and your instruction to their life, they'll run through life with momentum and by your mighty right hand, you'll lift them up head and shoulders above the rest in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that, that we are not going to miss out on your blessings, Lord, because we can't hear your voice. We're not going to miss out on your blessings, Lord, because we have uh, put life on cruise control or put our Christianity on cruise control. We are not coasting through the final moments of time. We are those, Lord, who are pressing in with all of our hearts to do what you've called us to do. We ask you, Lord, find us worthy to do what you need to be done on the earth. Lord, as Paul wrote to Timothy, let us be vessels of gold and of silver, not of wood or clay, not a vessel that is dishonorable, but vessels for honorable use that can be used in any circumstance or situation. Let that be us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Don't let us miss out on opportunities to be used by you because we've not pressed in and kept ourselves in a place of purity. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to another level this year by the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that by your mighty right hand, as your word declares, you've stretched your hand out and once you've raised your mighty right hand, who can stop you? Who can turn it back? No one. And so, Lord, we thank you that you're taking hold of us. As we read the other night from the book of Psalms, you're taking hold of us and you're lifting us up uh, head and shoulders above the rest in this generation that are rejecting you, that are rejecting your word, those that are rejecting what you have uh, commanded us to do. Lord, they may have chosen another path, but that's not our path. And that will not be our story in Jesus' name. So as we obey your word, as we obey your voice, grab a hold of us and our family and lift us up with a never-ending promotion and a never-ending increase that can only come from your mighty hand in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I ask you this for your people tonight. Let them have a greater understanding of your written word than they've ever had in the history of their Christianity in Jesus' mighty name. I pray by the power of your spirit that you would open the eyes of their understanding, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and let them clearly understand and see things and gain a revelation on scripture that they've never experienced in the history. I don't care if they've been saved 35 years. Lord, let this year be a year where the word comes alive to them and the truth of that revelation blows their mind. For your word declares that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. So I pray that uh, your people would walk at a totally new level of freedom in 2022. That we will walk at a new level of revelation and manifestation in 2022 in Jesus name. Maybe there were those that never were able to grasp a revelation of righteousness or healing or prosperity or peace or joy. Let this be the year that instead of falling back into sin or falling back into sickness, falling back into anxiety or depression or poverty, that this would be the year that consistently they grow, 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 and they stand and understand who they are in Christ and their righteousness. They understand that they're the healed of God. 
They understand that the joy of the Lord is their strength and the peace of God rules and guards their hearts by faith. That they understand that you're the provider and that you have a desire to give good gifts to your children. Let this be the year that our understanding of your word takes us to a new level of divine manifestation. We thank you that the truth is setting us free. We'll not be destroyed for our lack of knowledge in Jesus' name. We will not be destroyed because we don't know what you've said and we don't know what you've done. But Lord, we ask you tonight by the power of your spirit, give us that understanding by your Holy Spirit who is the guide. And we thank you, Lord, that your word declares that when the spirit of truth is come, he will lead us and guide us into all truth. And we thank you, Lord, that he came 2,000 years ago. And now we are being led and we are being guided into all truth by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask you uh, for your people, would you do something supernatural for them tonight and fill their mouths with laughter and fill their tongue with singing? As your word declares in Psalm 126, fill their mouths with laughter and their tongue with singing by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let this be the night that things begin to supernaturally turn by the Holy Ghost. That Lord, whatever presented itself as heaviness, anxiety, or fear, it has to come to an end tonight. For you're filling our mouths with laughter, you're filling our tongues with singing, and will not be the same. That we'll be lifted up, we'll be encouraged in the Lord, we'll be stirred in our spirit, Hallelujah. Our faith is being stirred to a new level because we're going to do the biggest things for the kingdom that we've ever done. And so, Lord, stir our faith to another level by the power of the Holy Ghost. Stir our faith to another level. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you that our faith is being warmed up for divine action, that we will operate this year by the gift of faith. Lord, we prayed this previously, but Lord, I pray again, it's our ongoing cry, it's our heart's cry, that in this year of 2022, give us an unlimited capacity to believe you in Jesus' name. Give us an unlimited capacity to believe you in 2022. We'll not miss out because we weren't able to believe that big or see that big or see beyond the natural realm or what the world is doing. We believe the report of the Lord. And so we will have an unlimited capacity to believe in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that what others in this world cannot see, we will see. For we'll not look through natural eyes. We'll judge everything through the filter of your mighty word in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll filter everything through your written word. And if your word says it, we believe it. That's our report. We believe what your word already says. And so we thank you that we have an unlimited capacity to believe you. Lord, any doubt, any unbelief that the enemy would try to use and send to us to keep us out of our promises, Lord, strike it out tonight by your word and by your spirit in Jesus' name. Strike it out tonight. Cancel all unbelief, all double-mindedness tonight. We don't want to be those people that are in, not in position to receive. For your word declares in the book of James that a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways and that that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And that's not going to be us in Jesus' name. We thank you. We are going to receive from you, Lord. We are going to receive. And so, Lord, strike out any doubt, strike out any unbelief from our spirits, from our souls. Let our minds be renewed tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, impart to us a divine ability to believe, the gift of faith and operation in our lives. Let these minds be renewed so that we'll not be conformed to the spirit of this world, but we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we thank you for that, Lord. We are being transformed into your image. We thank you for that. We give you praise that we're going to look like Jesus in 2022. We're going to act like Jesus. We're going to speak like Jesus. We're going to live like Jesus in 2022. 
with an unlimited capacity to believe the mighty word of God. Lord, the things that seemed like they had barriers or parameters in the past that kept us, say, well, that's just too much. That's over the top. I, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Remove all of that from our eyes this year in Jesus' name. There's nothing that you cannot do. There's nothing that you will not do if we'll believe. Your word even says, Lord, in Psalm 84 and verse 11, that you won't withhold any good thing, not one, not one good thing from those that walk uprightly. And Lord, as we seek your face this year, as we walk uprightly, we thank you in Jesus' name that we will see those good things uh, transferred into our hands. We'll hold what we've never held. We'll go where we've never gone and we'll do what we've never done in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you for that in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you for that in the mighty name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is our year of victory. This is our year of victory. Lord, I declare that we will dance on top of every lie that the enemy tried to send our way through these last 36 months even. We will dance on top of it and laugh. We will laugh, hallelujah, as we see every lie of the enemy thwarted and destroyed and cast out of our lives in 2022 in Jesus' name. Every negative diagnosis given to us by a doctor that says we're not gonna make it and that there are cancer cells in our body and that our, we have diabetes or we have cataracts or glaucoma, we will dance on every lie and declare that we are the healed of God. We are the blessed of God. We are the uh, ones who have been made righteous, been made whole, the restored of God. We're the delivered of God. And every devil that thought it could take us out or bring an end to our purpose, it will be mocked by the Holy Ghost. For the word declares that God in heaven laughs, though wicked men plot and make plans against the righteous. God laughs in heaven, for he knows their day of judgment is coming in Jesus' name. And so tonight, we give you, Lord, all the praise and all the glory for what you're doing right now. There's a move of the Holy Spirit that is sweeping through the United States of America and the minor outlying territories as well. We thank you. It's touching uh, Puerto Rico. And Lord, we thank you. It's touching even into the Bahamas. It's touching uh, the nations of the world. I ask you, Lord, let the nations of this world open back up again. Let the borders open back up again. I pray in Jesus' name that every restriction, every lockdown comes to an end, that every wicked politician who is standing behind the scenes, and they are, to receive financial kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies and as a result are keeping people locked in prisons in Jesus' name, are being thwarted and removed from their offices and removed from positions of authority and being uh, exposed supernaturally by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it begin in America, Lord. Expose every crooked politician that is in bed with pharmaceutical companies that are keeping even truths uh, from Americans' ears and eyes so that they won't even have access to things that could make them better before they were even sick. I pray that those wicked men and those wicked women would be exposed and the demonic agenda behind what they're doing would be exposed by the Holy Ghost and that you would bring a supernatural unveiling to the, not only the nation of America, but the nations of the world that this globalist agenda is trying to set up shop and thwart it, Lord, by your power. Every plan, every plan of the globalists, the World Economic Forum, those around the world that have plans to take control and to manipulate currencies and health and manipulate travel and to manipulate even religion and to manipulate the public mindset and that uh, by using propaganda and using demonic manipulation tactics. Let them be thwarted this year by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let them be thwarted 
in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Every antichrist agenda, every filthy thing sent by the devil to destroy nations, their time is not yet. The people of God are still on this earth. Lord, give us an open door. Give us an open door by the power of the Holy Ghost to preach this gospel before it's too late. Give us an open door to do what only you can do through us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I pray that every antichrist barrier would be quickly moved out of the way. Every antichrist agenda quickly swept out of the way by the voice of God and the uh, faithfulness and the prayers of the righteous. We thank you, Lord. That's it, Ashley. Declare that. The wicked will fall in the ditches they've been digging for everyone else. In Jesus' name, every curse returns to sender in Jesus' wonderful name. This is a year that the wicked will be exposed and thwarted and moved out of the way. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Be scattered in Jesus' name. This is a year that every enemy is being scattered by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's it, Tanya. Great boldness for the people of God. Let us step out. Lord, as the Apostle Paul prayed and asked the Ephesians to pray for him, that boldness would be granted unto him, that he might preach the mystery of the gospel. Let the same holy boldness come upon every believer that's upon this earth this year. We're not holding back. We're stepping out as we're called to do to accomplish God's purpose in the earth. And Lord, use us for your glory. Let this be a year that your light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overtake it. And so, Lord, our nations will not be overtaken by darkness. Our, our nations will not be overtaken by a globalist agenda. Our nations will not be overtaken by antichrist agendas and methods or antichrist people in Jesus' name. Let the wicked be cut down by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as you, as you did, as you were working with the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 13, and that wicked sorcerer tried to hinder his soul-winning message, and you struck the sorcerer blind by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that every wicked person that will not be that will not willingly move out of the way of the church and her agenda, will not willingly move out of the way, or will not receive Christ and become a part of the kingdom of God. Lord, sweep them in droves out of our way this year. In Jesus' name, sweep them away in droves this year by the power of your spirit. Do something supernatural. Do something supernatural, Lord. Let more souls be saved in one year than in the history of our Christianity in Jesus' mighty name. Do more in one year than you've done in multiple years combined in the past in Jesus' name. I pray that you'd strengthen the ministers of God around the world. Give them fresh strength in their bodies and in their minds and in their families. Let them preach with boldness and no compromise. Let churches that are full of the Holy Ghost be filled with new souls. I thank you, Lord, again. I'm declaring it again tonight. This will be a year that property comes into the hands of the righteous. I pray that every church that is embarrassed of the Holy Ghost, that has become a shipwrecked faith style church, that will no longer preach the gospel, that no longer preaches against sin, that will no longer preach the full gospel, the Holy Spirit, that is not pleasing unto God, that are just taking up these properties and taking up these buildings. Let them quickly close down and let those properties and buildings come into the hands of people that will use them to preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ, not ashamed of the Holy Ghost, not ashamed of the word of God, not ashamed of the power of God. Let those properties come into the hands of those that will do with them what God wants done. I pray in Jesus' name that those that are uh, working in corporations, that uh, wicked people in places of power, that even those corporations would have their doors shut by the power of God and those uh, properties, land and buildings, come into the hand of God's people. For the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I pray that many of these churches will walk into properties debt-free by the power of the Holy Ghost. They'll walk in debt-free, for the Lord is the provider. The Lord is the provider. 
Lord, you did it before. You can do it again. You're a God who does the impossible. And we thank you. And we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, now I pray for those that are believing for family members to be saved. Lord, this is our cry. Let our family come into the kingdom this year. Before it's too late, I pray that our families would be saved, that our children would serve the Lord. Lord, thank you for filling those young girls in Madison with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Do it for our families, Lord. Let our families not only be saved, but filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. In Jesus' name, let this be a year that families encounter the mighty power and presence of the Holy Spirit. This is our year of breakthrough, family breakthrough in Jesus' name. Touch those that are listening and watching tonight who are struggling in their physical bodies. Make them whole. We thank you for it. And now we take time to give you praise, Lord, and thanks for what you're about to do, that you're already working behind the scenes and these things are quickly coming to pass in Jesus' name. We give you honor for that. We give you glory and we give you praise for it in the wonderful name that's above every name. And if you believe that tonight, somebody say amen, throw some fire, throw some hands up in the comments section and give God praise. Glory to God. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me give you some reminders tonight. Um, tomorrow being Sunday, we begin revival here in Jasper, Indiana. It's Sunday, uh, and we're scheduled to go through Wednesday. And so, uh, again, there will not be night broadcasts like this through Wednesday because we'll be live in church services. And so we will be live on social media with these live revival services. So uh, tomorrow night through Wednesday night, you can join us on Facebook and, and YouTube uh, as we're live in revival here in Jasper, Indiana. Thursday... Uh, if the schedule remains as it is now, Thursday I'll fly back and we'll be in the studio, uh, I believe Thursday night. And then of course, Friday morning, Friday night, normal broadcasts, 10.30 a.m., 9 at night. Saturday, we're coming back. Saturday now is the 22nd of January, a week from today. And of course, that's the day we're breaking the fast together. So what are we going to do? We're having a breakthrough service at night, 9 p.m., and uh, we're going to pray over your prayer requests. We're going to take communion together. And we're going to sow an offering of faith and dedication that sets us up for this new year. This is upcoming a week from tonight on Saturday, 9 o'clock from the uh, Miracle Word headquarters uh, in, in South Florida. And so we're going to do that together. So get yourself in position for what God has planned for you. And we're going to come out of this in victory by the power of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I can't wait to uh, see all the things that God's getting ready to do. So next Saturday night, next Saturday night is our breakthrough service. And uh, we're going to do that together. And of course, after the broadcast, we're going to uh, break the fast. Please be easy on your stomach when you do that as well. You have an opportunity to sow a seed tonight. I'm challenging you to press in and by faith, do what the Lord's asking you to do. You can go to miracleword.com. And you can sow your seed there. There's many ways to give. And then, of course, you can use hashtag donate. You know, I found out that it always takes something that moves us to move God. Second Samuel 24, 24 is a very clear picture of that, where the Bible says that David uh, didn't just give to God, that he made sure that what he gave to God cost him something. That was his David's own words. I'll not give God something that costs me nothing. That's the key. If you'll stay on that for the rest of your life, the blessing of heaven will stay on you. And then, of course, for those that are partnering with us in January, we're sending you Lester Sumrall's book entitled Adventuring with Christ. For those that are standing at $85 or more, those that are sowing $250 or more, we're including with that How We Got the Bible, which is an excellent book. I love it. I love it a lot. Again, I pray you have an excellent night, a great rest. I pray it's the best sleep you've had. Go to church. Be faithful to your home church. I don't know where you are. A lot of churches on the East Coast, uh, especially in the Northeast, are getting slammed this winter storm that's coming through. There's so much snow expected in some areas. 
Uh, even in the South, I've seen some churches that have already canceled. They've had such inclement weather. But if your church is open, be in it in the morning, praising God and giving him glory and receive the word. I'll see you in revival. And then I'll see you back uh, on the broadcast again, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Um, Winona said, Ted, what's the best thing to eat after the fast? And how long before we should eat meat? It's an excellent question. I cover that in the book, Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. When you really need to be careful is when you've been fasting and doing only water. Because then your digestive system really has shut down. And so it's not, it's, it's easier to mess yourself up when you come back eating solid foods. So when you've been eating nothing and only drinking water, it's better to start back in with juice and then some yogurt, you know, maybe some lettuce, you know, leafy greens, that kind of stuff that's easy on your stomach. Maybe then go to a little oatmeal, cream of wheat, things like that. And then you start moving. At that point, you'd leave uh, heavy meat for last, you know, steak, things like that. So, uh, be easy. Now, if you have been having uh, juices and some, you know, smoothies and coffees and your digestive system's still running, you've been having stuff like that, uh, it may not take, you're supposed to take one day for every seven days you've been fasting if you're only doing water, especially. But if you've been doing some things like, you know, juices and broths and bone broth and, and coffee and cream and that kind of stuff, it may not take as long to come off. But at least take a, a good day. Uh, and a half. Like, for example, I'll be going to Taco Bell, you know, right now. I'm just kidding. Don't make that mistake that I made. You guys have probably already read it if you have the fasting field guide. Don't make the mistake I made and run straight to the Burger King drive through <laughs> It's a mistake. I'm warning you ahead of time. But uh, be easy on yourself. Ed, I wish. Chick-fil-A. I love you guys so much. Have a great night. And uh, I'll talk to you again very soon. Later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.